For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Vikings, come out and play. Cousins throws, passes, caught for the win. Kyle Rudolph and the Vikings are moving on. You are now listening to the Believe in Vikings podcast with B-Mac and Baker. Welcome to Believe in Vikings. I am your host, Dustin Baker, and I am here with Super Bowl champion Bryant McKinney. What up, big man? How you doing, Dustin? I am doing fantabulous, and the reason for that is uh, this is going to be the most special show that we will have ever, and it's for good reason because um, on the show tonight we have former Viking and future Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson on with us. What up, man? Not much, man. How you guys doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you very much for coming. All right, man. Thanks for having me, man. You know, it's all love. Oh, yeah. These two were were teammates for, my goodness, uh, four, let's see, five years, six years? Yeah, about five, four or five. Yep, I think think it was five. All right, so first I got to talk about our partner for this uh, uh, radio show. It is um, betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing. You may not be at the game this year, but you can still be in and online on all of the action. Uh, For instance, last time I checked, when uh, Adrian's Lions meet uh, Bryant and I's Vikings this weekend, the over-under is 53 points. So if you have any faith that this will be a shootout, then maybe slide on to bet online to put your money where your mouth is Uh, from game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there is always a casino that's open as well. And it never closes. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great signup bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Adrian Peterson, as a member of the Detroit Lions, um, comes back to Minneapolis again like he did last year, um, and he will take on these Minnesota Vikings. Um, The Vikings have struggled this year, but they did get a nice victory against the Packers that most of us didn't foresee, uh, but we (laughs) loved it. So throughout the next uh, half hour or so, uh, I'm not going to relive all of Adrian's moments as a Vikings because he is a current player on the Lions, so it'll be a little bit awkward if he's sitting out here endorsing the Vikings at every uh, turn. But I am going to kind of pick his brain on some stuff that I think we're all curious about. So the first thing I have for you, Adrian, and this is uh, just a personal question that I've thought about following your career as a fan since you were drafted. Um, is your primary motivation for playing, quote-unquote, this late in your career, is it to break Emmett Smith's rushing record? Um, no, it's not. You know, that's definitely one of my goals that I, you know, I have set for myself. But the ultimate goal is uh, you know, getting a championship. You know, I think when you come into the NFL, you know, you accomplish that dream of, you know, making it, then, you you know, you want to win a Super Bowl. You want to be able to be a part of, you know, that team that you'll always remember for the rest of your life, you know, saying that you, you was able to raise that trophy. 
And that's probably why you were so happy for Bryant in 2012 when he brought home that Lombardi with the Ravens. He's told me a couple times that. I mentioned that, yeah. yeah I mentioned that, how one time it still stuck with me, the fact that you texted me after we played the Denver Broncos and I was on the bus heading back to Baltimore. And I feel like you could have been doing whatever else, but the fact that you were you know, even nice enough, gracious enough to text me and kind of congratulate and say how you were, you know, rooting, you know, for that. And I was like, damn, that meant a lot. So I probably never told you that before, but I did say it on the show before. Okay, yeah, man. It was it was all love. You know, obviously the time we had in Minnesota. Yeah. Not only on the field, but also feel the relationship that we, you know, we we built. And you just being a person that I felt that deserved it, you know. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, you know, of course I wanted you to stay stay there in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, <so>. Me too. <laughs> yeah, to see you part ways and go somewhere else and win a championship, man. I was just happy for you. I appreciate that. It was a really sweet year for Vikings fans because, Adrian, you won the MVP award, which no running back has done since. So we got you carrying the team to the playoffs. And then, uh, lo and behold, we had Bryant on the other side of things in Maryland um, winning a Super Bowl. And Matt Burke was on that team, too. So as a Viking fan, we had the best of both worlds. We had Adrian just absolutely dominating. And then we had McKinney getting his chip. So we were all about it. Sweet. Uh, Adrian, so, mine. go ahead. That's, I need mine. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>, you <laughs> got to get it. <laughs> uh, tell us your thoughts about playing your former team, the Vikings. This will be the third time. Um, I was in attendance. I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, the two times prior and the last time was quite emotional. Um, we didn't know if we'd see you again. So we, we gave you a tribute, so to speak. So what, what runs through your, your heart and your mind when you, when you play these Vikings? You know, it's always, um, you know, I always get excited. You know, because I'm able to go back to the organization that I gave so much to, you know, just just being in that building, um, you know, just seeing some familiar faces that I was around for, you know, a decade. And, you know, also some of the young guys that are, you know, well, I consider them young, some <laughs> of the young guys <laughs> that are still there, you know, you know, practicing with those guys and then have an opportunity to go against those guys again you know so that's something I always look forward to you know unfortunately it, it kind of it won't be exactly the same without the fans there yeah uh, you know in the stadium but just being back in Minneapolis in that stadium going against my former te- my former team is always exciting for me you know of course yeah. I, I I haven't I'm over two right now so <laughs> looking at I'm looking to get this first victory. <laughs> yeah, we have mixed feelings about that, but hey, you got to take care of yours. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story that I think I've told on here before, but uh, so when you just left the Vikings in 2017, you joined the Saints, and mm-hmm. as you probably remember, you guys came to Minneapolis to the Saints to play the Vikings in week one, so I live four hours from Minneapolis, and I was driving up there with my wife, I believe it was Monday Night Football, and I was on pins and needles because I thought your ass was going to torture us and get revenge um, and that, that's how much respect I had for your abilities and I was like I just don't like this at all a because he's not going to have white horns on his helmet and b he's gonna he's gonna find a way to murder us so yeah that that's uh I remember it vividly because I was certifiably anxious about it uh yeah it turned out to be a horror story on my end <laughs> <laughs> oh. it was so unfortunate man it was just a crazy situation um, you know, going to that game, starting against the Vikings, and I think I might have had two or three carries, if that. And uh, it was just like the, the game plan just totally changed from what, you know, we kind of preached all week and even the night before the game, you know, talking about being dominant in the run game and emphasizing the run game. And 
you know, showing different highlights and different rails they they pulled up from, you know, from the running back group and how we were, you know, how we accomplished, you know, goal line and short yardage and just different situational type of things. And it's like when it came up in a game, none of it happened, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I believe that they – I believe that uh, they had yourself and uh, Elm Camaro was his first game of his career, and it seemed like they were doing a committee a lot sooner than we had thought. And that's, uh, you know, I think you ended up getting two carries. And I remember telling my wife, like, well, they didn't even try to get him involved. So to echo what you're saying, it, it was tangible. I could feel it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing I had for you is how do you continue to keep playing at this high level? Most running backs are usually done or – petering away uh, at least in terms of their ability so what i mean what's your training regimen how do you continue to be consistent like this i told you you think you're a robot <laughs> <laughs> i've called i've called him a cyborg on the show before yeah you know i gotta keep getting uh, my oil changing <laughs> you know man um you know honestly it's just you know just the mindset that i have and the work ethic that i uh, that i was kind of brought up with you know, I, um, you know, I never allowed my talent to just, um, you know, boost my ego. You know, I always knew that I mean, you had to work for everything that you want in life. And, uh, you know, I realized at a young age that I, I was blessed with tremendous talent. And, um, you know, my motto was, you know, hard work outdoes talent when talent doesn't work hard. So, you know, I knew I had the talent. So for me, it was like, you know what, I got to make sure that I continue to outwork everyone and continue to push my body and see, you know, see what I can get from, you know, the work that I, I put my body through, you know, and, and also mentally um, growing as well. So, you know, it's a lot of things that I continue to do during the off season that allows me to be in tip top shape, you know, of course, taking care of my body um, as well. But, um, you know, just my my off season, man, I really grind, you know, I really grind and put in the work because I know you get out what you put in, you know, so that has, that has, that has always been my, you know, my go-to is, you know what, a body at rest stays at rest and a body in motion, man, you're going to, you're going to stay active and stay going. So, you know, for me, I always knew that when guys kind of started to decline, you know, it was more so of the work ethic, work ethic, and not really, you know, continue to do what got them to that level, you know. So, yeah. during the offseason, especially in Texas, in, that, in Houston, Texas, <laughs> the heat, yeah. man, you know, being out on the track, I do a lot of track workouts. I okay. love track workouts. <clears throat> I love the hill workouts, stand pit. So, you know, a lot of that allows me to keep my body in tip-top shape. Yeah. I lived uh, as a teen or as a middle school. I lived in Houston uh, for three years in Humble, Texas. So I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about with that humidity. I've yeah. I've often told my wife like I don't like I don't. First of all, I don't like hot weather. That's just a little disclaimer about me. But I've I've come to realize that maybe it's the humidity that I dislike. I've never really felt dry heat. I'm sure both yeah. of you have, uh, but I never have. So humidity is what really kicks my butt. Um, on the topic of you know keeping up, uh, you know keeping in shape or keeping in line with some of the rest of the running backs, the funny story I've told Bryant before is that when you were drafted by the Vikings, 
I was of the opinion that we already had a running back in Chester Taylor. And I remember thinking like, why the hell do we need two? We already have one that can get a thousand yards. And Brian, I'll let you jump in here. You said that you could see early on that Adrian. Was I could. <laughs> I said, okay. Once he gets like these, uh, the, the pass blocking part down, um, I feel like Chester's in trouble. I could, I could just see it. I could see it at practice and I could just see it's a little coming. I feel like Chester probably looked at it as, you know, he had that position on lock, and AP is a rookie. He'll probably learn behind him, but it was like AP was coming to really take the position. I could, I could just see it. Yeah. All right. What about uh, running back by committee? People that play fantasy football know a lot about this because it's frustrating that uh, teams will employ two to three running backs. Commonplace now, and it didn't used to be that way. Uh, we didn't really do that when Adrian was in in charge uh, in Minnesota because we didn't need to, but now more teams are doing it. So Adrian, do you think that running backs by committee are extending their careers of yourselves and other running backs like Frank Gore? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. When you got a couple backs, two or three backs, you know, that you can use first down, you know, second down, third down backs, you know, it definitely takes a load off, you know, a pounding off of your body and it, it, it extends your career, especially for a guy like me and Frank Gore, you know, um, you know, me going to my fourth, just being my 14th year, and I think it's Gore's either 16? Yeah. 15th season? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, of course, I wouldn't mind taking the whole load, you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> and I'll never back down from that, but, uh, you know, since I've been dealing with that for the past three three years, you know, I've seen, you know, once the season in, how my, how my body recovers faster, I'm not mm-hmm. as beat up. Um, so, you know, I'm not against it. Okay. Um, what are some Vikings players, past or present, obviously Brian here, that you stay in contact mm-hmm. with regularly? Um, Antoine Winfield. Oh, okay. Yeah. His son's, yeah. A, his son's a baller. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I was actually talking mm-hmm. to, to Antoine um, last night for a little bit. But uh, Brian Robinson. Okay. Uh, you know, he's down in, in Splendor, Texas, uh, right, right there outside of Houston. Um, who else? Um, Everson, um, you know, he's here now, Detroit. So that's my guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Chester, I see Chester cause he's, he's down in Houston. Um, so I'm able to see him from time to time. Chester's still crazy. You know it. Every time I see him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> having, having, having a good time. Right. Um, I haven't talked to uh, Bernard in a long time. I almost ran into him uh, last offseason in, in Los Angeles, but uh, Bernard Barry and, and but then you know, but I I uh, we kind of text more so than every than anything. Um, who else? Sydney Sydney Rice. Yeah, uh, he just had his first child, oh, a little girl. Okay. Yeah, just had a little girl. So I talked to him this summer. Uh, I talked to Shank. Well, I haven't, I haven't talked to Shank, but. We we communicate like on Instagram from time to time. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that's uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Matt Asiata, yeah, uh, my boy. <laughs> yeah. He probably one of the guys I, I talk to, you know, most uh, mostly because um, him and his wife and my wife are, are really tight as okay. well. Who else? Zach Lyon. It's, it's, it's a couple guys that I, that I talk to. I try to keep, you know, yeah, that's a, that's not, I guess I don't have perspective to know if that a lot, that's a lot, but it sure sounds like a lot. Right. <laughs> so I got some good friends uh, in the Vikings network. What about current players on this Viking squad? Is there any, any of them that you, that you still are, that you know, like Dalvin Cook or any of those guys? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I still know the guys, Harrison and okay. 
the Harris, both safeties, know those yeah. guys. Uh, now, Daniel Hunter, he lives in Houston, so I talk to him every now and then. Um, we work out together down in Houston. Oh, okay. Uh, so who else? That'll probably be it um, on the current team right now. Yeah. So when the news, so when Everson Griffin was, I don't know if he was being shopped or it was rumored he'd be released, uh, Lions were not on most folks' short lists where he would go. It was kind of theorized that he would be released and hit the open market or the Vikings would maybe swing a deal to bring him back after what, like six game hiatus. Uh, but uh, you, were you pretty excited when you figure out he was going to uh, join the Lions? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was ecstatic. And I was just like, man, it was a perfect scenario for us um, to help, you know, out on defense and, you know, just add another guy that can get to the quarterback, you know. So it was kind of ironic because when he – I didn't realize he got released. My dad lives in Dallas, so he was the first one. He sent me, the, he sent me a message – and with the link, you know, showing that the Cowboys released them, he was like, you guys could use them. And sure enough, the next day, you know, we end up signing them. So we end up working out. Yeah, there are for, – uh, for more context to our – context for our listeners. So in this game Sunday, we're going to have, at, or at least to my knowledge, three former Vikings. We've got Adrian who's with us tonight, Everson, and then J. Ron Curse. Uh, who left the Vikings this offseason, and uh, he's playing safety there for the Lions. So in that regard, it's almost like the, the Detroit Vikings to an extent. <laughs> A little reunion will yeah. be happening. Um, if you had to pick which running back in the NFL is stylistically most like you? Man, that's a good one. Questions. What do you say? I said that's a good question. question. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a really good one. Are you might you are you you gonna fall back on that you're one of a kind and there's no man that can replicate <laughs> what you do? <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm like, who? Yeah, I can. Well, while you think about it, I can fill the airwaves. Uh, not on a current player, but uh, I'm a. Uh, a mini historian of, of NFL, and I can tell you that watching Bo Jackson or on the field OJ Simpson, uh, a lot of the way that you run um, reminds me of those those Hall of Famers of yesteryear. So when mm-hmm. I was dreaming up questions for this interview, I thought, gosh, I wonder who if he'd go Saquon or who would he say? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he he's he's the person that came to mind. Yeah, uh, like when you think about just you know being. Having the power, disposing the vision, um, you know, good cutting, um, cutting ability and speed as well. The combination, you know, you know, but it is what it is. Not a lot of guys in the league that really has that, you know. No, like, there's not. Like, like, like even Dalvin, like he he has he. I think he has it, but he's like a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. You know? He's not like a bigger guy or whatnot. Yeah, Dalvin is closer to Marshall Falk in terms of his style than he is Adrian Peterson. Um, I thought you might also name Derrick Henry uh, because of his downhill style, which you have employed for a very long time. Uh, yeah. Now, if you ask me how many guys that in the league that has, like, some of these same, and you know, tangibles, then I could have, you know, <laughs> I think Henry and a couple other guys. Um, but like that it factor, yeah. You know, I think Saquon Barkley, I think Davin Cook has that ability as well. Wonderful. Well, we'll, we'll get to see a lot of him uh, on Sunday. Uh, yeah, just not four touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll say that's the first time that's happened by a Viking since 1979. When when that started to shake down, that Dalvin was at three. I had to quick look it up, and I thought 
for sure I'd see your name. I saw a bunch of three touchdown games. Uh, and I should mention, in case I forget, I was going to end with this, but this is the 13-year anniversary of Adrian breaking the single-game rushing record um, against the Chargers. Um, I did not set up the show for that, but once I looked at it on a calendar, I thought, holy cow, it's gonna, we're going to have him on the night uh, of when he broke uh, – the day that he broke the record, we're going to have him that night on the show. Uh, do you have yeah. any, any memories you want to share with our listeners on that? You know, man, that was a uh... – that game just felt special. You know, yeah, that first, it was. That, you know, that first half, it was I, – I remember coming to the sideline a couple of times, talking to Big Mac and the guys being like, hey, man, guys, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing because I'm feeling it, man. It's going to hit. It's going to hit because it was kind of like it was five yards here, it was ten yards there, or, you know, I, I would miss a hole or I would get a shoot screen tackle and – um but I just felt it. I was just like, man, it's, it's something big is going to happen. And, um, you know, that first half, I think we probably had about 43 yards, something like that, 47 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They came out that second half, and, man, just like the floodgates opened up. The guys were doing a great job blocking up front, receivers. It was just like we were just in a rhythm, and we were just running the ball down their throat. So, you know, uh, that is what I remember the most. I remember – um, Kamardi taking that was it a, a field goal miss? Yeah, like, I remember that. It's one thing that stuck in that sticks in my mind. Yeah, him returning that kick 109 yards and just like God, man, we got to come out. You know, the second half and really, you know, you know that that in it, that alone would normally be the highlight and takeaway from a game that that happened and then <laughs> then you trotted on for the second half and it was just this full blown eruption and. I remember mm-hmm. I, I lived in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota at the time, and remember I was just in shock uh, because the Vikings, up until you got there, were usually a passing team. And mm-hmm. as uh, I think I was 23 at the time, I had to get used to a running football team, and that was the game that I realized, like, all right, I'm a fan of running the ball now, and I have been ever <laughs> since. Thank you for doing that, Adrian. Brian, I want to ask you, uh, you were there. Uh, what about your memories of that uh, single-game rushing record? I actually um, i am going to post it on Thursday for Throwback Thursday. Oh. But uh, I just remember just us, uh, me and Hutchinson, just saying, like, let us just keep running the ball, running at these guys, and not be in a pass protection mode. And, you know, some days I feel like, I can really move somebody, so and the hush would feel like the way too. So we kept just trying to just run at him, run at him, run at him. It was working. So long as it kept working, they like, let's keep going. And we already knew, like, we got to have him get on our blocks so Asian don't run down our back. Get on your block quick and move this man before you get hit in the back. <laughs> oh man, a little a little motivation for this guy. <laughs> Up the pace. Oh, that's spectacular. Hey, Adrian, if the Vi- you've said, I've read, a, uh, listened to a couple interviews like this, and I've read a couple articles that you've said a couple times that you envision yourself playing till age 40, or at least that's a goal of yours. Um, if the Vikings roster allowed for it, um, would you rejoin the team as a running back? Yeah, I would. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm close to that. Well, that is, I, I didn't know um, the way, I mean, we've got plenty of running backs right now, so obviously it wouldn't be like this year, but I thought if the, if you had that nostalgia factor that um, if you're going to keep pounding out these years and the Vikings had a spot, if you would be open to it, it sounds like you are. Yeah. You know, guy, you know, you, you know, you guys should be good <laughs> for now, <laughs> you know, got the young guy there, but yeah, know, I, I can't, I can't sit here and say that I wouldn't, 
Yeah, I bleed purple. Got a lot of family still in, in Minnesota as well. And, uh, you know, I'm always looking for those guys to be successful. It's not when I'm playing against them. Yeah, yeah, we have to – I have to – from my perspective on Sunday, hope that and I've done this before with you. I hope that you do fantastic in your own regard, but somehow lose the game because uh, <laughs> I bleed purple too. Uh, my next question is similar to the one about uh, the running back who is stylistically like you, but not quite the same thing. Um, as I said a few moments ago, no running back has won the MVP since you did in 2012. Um, let's say, let's say we already know somehow in the next two to three years that a running back will win the MVP. Uh, aside from yourself, I want to ask you, who will it be? Mm -hmm. I would say either, uh, Saquon Barkley would be, I'm gonna give you three, three guys. All right, let's uh, go. go with Saquon Barkley. I'm gonna go with, uh, I can see Derek Henry, you know, winning it with a fantastic, uh, season and um i can see zeke you know I, I can see zeke i can see zeke or cook doing it as well uh just based on the talent that they have you know then zeke with his style and what he has down there in dallas and the offensive line which they're struggling right now but yeah. you know um normally they're they're pretty solid up front yeah. so i would say those guys Okay, so that's saquon derrick henry <clears throat> zeke or dalvin cook those those dudes are all in the mix which uh, you left off McCaffrey. I was going to say that's probably about the, yeah. the four yeah. or five best running backs in the game at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of, you know, now that he's hurt, you know, he was hurt for a little bit and he was out. So, yeah. you know, McCaffrey is definitely a guy that I, I would put in that list as well. Okay. Fair enough. Speaking of MVPs, this is a very random question. Where do you keep or display your trophy, your MVP trophy? <laughs> I have it in my office. Oh, my okay. office down in, in Houston. Um, I have it up by some of my other, you know, items and stuff. Just got it sitting right there. It's pretty nice. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> uh, you were signed by the Lions uh, this off season. Um, actually, like right towards was it August? I remember when you were released by the Washington Football Team. Uh, mm -hmm. I was stunned by that. Um, especially with uh, Derek Geis not being part of the team or what happened to him subsequently. And yeah. I, wrote, I wrote an article um, for thevikingage.com about seven places where you might end up. And Detroit was not on that list. And when, <laughs> when the news, I think I was taking a nap. Uh, I believe it was a Saturday or Sunday. And the news broke and I woke up and it was like the Lions. And uh, so you've been in Detroit now for a couple months. Um, in terms of actually living there, what are the best aspects of living in the city of Detroit so far? Um, I like the fan base, you know, like the times I've been out to grab food and stuff, I can tell that, you know, their fan base is really, really strong and they really, you know, and, you know, Detroit really hasn't had that type of success the past couple of years. And, you know, the way these fans talk about them. now they, they will talk they will talk about the detroit lions as well you know <laughs> yeah, in a bad way but you can tell that they are so passionate and they love the detroit lions you know and so i like that part of it um some some pretty good food down here as well i love the culture um as well a lot of black people here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is always uh you know good to be around oh, yeah. um so, yeah, you know, those are a couple of things that, you know, I've checked out and it's like, you know what, it's cool. I like it. Okay. Nice out here. 
Um, the San Francisco 49ers have been beset by the injury bug like none other. And um, it's just crazy. In fact, if you, if you sit down and either make a list on your own or look at a list of all of their injuries and now the coronavirus stuff that they have, I believe uh, Debo Samuel's out. It's like an absolute infirmary for the 49ers. So you listeners are probably thinking, why in the hell is he talking about the 49ers? Well, Jarek McKinnon plays there and he's probably going to get a bulk of touches. And so far this season, when he's done that, a former Viking, he's done uh, a bang up job. So I was wondering uh, if you keep up with McKinnon at all, or do you have any comments about what he's doing out in the Bay? Yeah, I definitely keep up with McKinney, and that's the guy I should have mentioned too. That yeah. I, that I talked to <laughs> him, and I know my boy. If he listens, he's gonna be mad that I didn't mention. Oh, probably not mad I didn't mention his name, but he's like, "Dang, you don't mess with your boy, my boy Chad Greenway." That's my guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Jared McKinney, man, he's a, uh, he worked out with us this off season down in Houston, and um, I, I talked to him, you know, a, a lot actually. You know, we text back and forth from time to time, me checking on him and stuff like that. So to see him have the success that he he, he has had so so far, and the opportunity that's presented that's, that's presented to him now. I'm happy for him, you know, because I seen the work that he's that he's that he put in this offseason, and I was like, okay, he's ready to go. Once he get the opportunity to get out there, he's going to ball, you know. So now it's all coming full circle for him, you know. So I'm happy for him, and I know he's going to make the best of it, you know. And I, unfortunately, you know, it's a situation where your quarterback is out, your your tight end is out. You know, your top wide receiver is out. So, it, it'll be rough, but, you know, you still got Trent Williams. You got a good offensive line up there as well. So, you know, I see him doing some big things. I'll have to double check, but uh, I guess I probably shouldn't. Well, I, I think Williams might be out as well on the coronavirus list. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I should have checked that out. That's my bad. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. spreading rumors here. My bad. I'll have to look after after the show. Um, your, quarterback's notable, out on, um, your quarterback's out as well, Stafford, right, for the coronavirus. Yeah, he's out right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping I'm like man, if there's any type of way we can squeeze him in to be ready to go Sunday. Yeah. You know? I'll tell. Uh, I told this to Adrian off air before we got started that when Vikings fans saw that news today that they were going to not play Stafford, perhaps you would think that we'd be like, oh sweet. But uh, Chase Daniel uh, beat the Vikings last year as a member of the Bears, so it was almost like a joke that like oh crap now we have to play him uh not to to take anything away from Stafford it was more of a joke than anything but yeah so Daniel has the gumption to beat the Vikings because he did it uh, about a year ago uh so we'll have to keep our eyes on on those developments another thing I wanted to mention about McKinnon just uh as a a mentionable item is that uh he missed two years worth of football after he left the Vikings um he had a fantastic year when the Vikings had their semi-magical run to the NFC championship and uh then he signed a pretty large deal with the 49ers and he was another one that was bit by the injury bug so to see him thriving in the spots or when he gets those touches is uh bittersweet for Vikings fans but it's spectacular for him uh because as Adrian said you know he's got he's got the talent and the strength and the speed to do all of that so uh kudos to the young man for uh, making the most of his opportunity. The last question I have for both of you, congratulations, Adrian, you've made it towards the end. Um, and this is a softball, um, and this is the Viking fan to me talking. And I want first, Adrian, to know your favorite Vikings memory. And then uh, from the both of yous, I want to know your your favorite collaborative memory. So, Adrian, what say you? Um, I would probably say... 
making it to the NFC Championship game. You know, just that whole week leading up to it, it was just magical. You know, um, you know the work that we had put in throughout the season um, with that goal in mind to make it to the NFC Championship game, of course, the champion, you know, Super Bowl. So just that week of preparation, you know, the flight there, being able to kind of relax and, you know, kick it with the fellas on the way down there and, and then get locked in to go out there and play you know, the, for a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, you just think about the roller coaster of that game, you know, how it was just so, <laughs> you know, the emotions were up and down and up mm-hmm. and down. And just to fall short, you know, it, that sucks. But, you know, that was, that's one of my favorite memories because, you know, we were we were, we were at our best, you know, that, that year, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, – just a group of guys that we were around. We were around. It was just a magical season. You know, unfortunately, we didn't make it, you know, to the Super Bowl, but it was just a magical season for us that year. Oh, it sure was. There's no doubt about that. Bryant, um, you've talked about Adrian used to like to come fight you for no good reason, or at least he liked to. I told him a story when we kind of got in trouble because, um, <laughs> like, the running backs and the offensive line will always have, like, these wrestling matches. And I feel like you always looked at me as, like, the last person – like you was the superhero, and I was like the last villain at the end of the game. So you always like to challenge me. And I told him about the time when Tahi, I think you and Tahi bumped heads, and he yeah. come play that week in the game. And then we like, yeah. I was like, can't even tell about that because uh, we was in here roughhousing, we wasn't supposed to be. So that definitely was a highlight. But really, 2009, the whole season was a highlight. Like that, everything about that season to come together to add Brett Favre. Um to the team, which was weird because you came from Green Bay, so we're used to not liking you, and then now you're in a huddle with us. And to kind of go out here and everybody kind of played for each other, I feel like, that season. So, And we got pretty far, and that was the best record I've ever had as a Viking. So I, I really just love the whole journey of 2009. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Hey, so let me tell you a quick story about to kind of bounce back, bounce off of what – Mac was saying uh, about me and Tahi bumping heads. So, and I always used to look at Mac too, because, you know, look I, look at him. He's looking at human beings, just, you know. <laughs> wow, you know, but we um we were, it was after, um I think this might have been, it might have been doing, no, it wasn't doing the offseason. I think it was after one of our games, and we were, we were out kicking it, and uh, we was getting on the party bus, and I, um, Big Mac was like, Standing like it's a couple steps you walk up, right? And he was kind of like standing right there, you know, where you can kind of look where the driver is. And I walked in, I walked up the steps, and I jab, I, I hit him in his ribs. <laughs> I jabbed him in his ribs, not like really hard, but I, you know, he's a big guy, so I put a little bit to make him feel it. And I tried to hurry up and sprint, like run real quick <laughs> past him, right? And he shoved me. Now, this, this, this is the funny part and the crazy part about it. I, I almost got away from him, but his fingertip touched my back. <laughs> and when I tell you that was the most force I've ever felt from a human being in my life, when I tell you, it was, so, it was so much force. I was like, wow. This man would have got a full push on me. I would have been in trouble. So from that moment on, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and lay it down. I'm going to stop trying to wrap it. That's not what I want. 
Oh yeah, you learned your lesson. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, Ad- Adrian. Um, that's all the time that we have. I greatly appreciate you joining us. Uh, I'd like to make a thing of this. Maybe next year, if you have a game uh, where you play the Vikes, if you uh, if you're still with the Lions, hopefully so, or uh, <clears throat> we can discuss that opportunity. Um, anything else from you, Bryant? No, I really appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm glad that you came, so uh, Dustin can really like lay off me. And <laughs> I appreciate you, AP. It's all good, man. I appreciate you too, man. Anytime, let me know. All right. That is spectacular. So noon, uh, noon central time uh, this Sunday, Adrian and his Detroit Lions will take on the Minnesota Vikings. And we will look forward to that. And that's all we got for tonight. So Skull Vikings. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.